0: barbecues are passion and that's just what you'll get where the can burns is a barbecue Where tales from the pits
1: howdy welcome to another episode of tales from the pits this is brian and andrew and today we're in fort worth at a pretty decent location out here kind of yes, cool nice, weather's nice awesome spot
2: yeah and uh it's about to be an even nicer spot and we'll we'll get into that but uh, let's let's introduce our guests today this is
0: Chris Magallanes with Panther City Barbecue. Ernie Morales from Panther City Barbecue.
2: You guys have had quite quite the explosion of acclaim and, and a lot of talk in various publications. And We went here yesterday and we saw exactly why you're turning out some really good barbecue here. Um, some unique stuff on the menu, which we definitely want to get into. Uh, you, you guys do... A little bit of everything I mean your your regular barbecue staples but then some creative stuff how was your background let's talk about how you got started in barbecue or what were your influences were let's start with you year. so
0: me just uh we started off backyard cooking um a lot of grilling but we always had an offset um cooked a lot and then uh
1: getting older my cousins they all like to cook also so we started competing against
0: each other in the backyards and would have our uh all our kids, they say whose ribs is better, whose brisket's better, whose uh, chicken's better, and then, uh, you know, whoever to win, then they'd, they'd be better. But my cousin was, was like... It never Ernie's chicken. Yeah, never my chicken. I never, could burn some never. chicken. This boy could burn but, uh, some chicken. But then from there, my cousins were like, man, let's let's go try competing, you know, let's go see what we can do. And it didn't work out too well either, but we loved doing it, we had fun doing it, we always loved cooking, so it was something we liked doing. Uh, Yeah, and that's pretty much how I got into it as well. A lot of backyard grilling every weekend, cooking something, but it was just direct heat grilling, Uh, fajitas, things like that. Always cooking for the family. You know, if if I was home on the weekend, I was out in the backyard cooking. Uh, Ernie was a close family friend for a long time, and uh, go over to his house, we'd cook out, things like that. But nothing really smoking, nothing close to barbecue. Uh, And then I guess it was around 2013 when Ernie and his cousin started Trying the competition circuit, and uh, like you said, they didn't have too much success. Uh, they usually got drunk before they would turn anything <laughs> in and burn everything up.
2: So we've been there. Yeah,
0: yeah. They uh, they invited me out uh, one time and said, "Hey, you got to come out and, and try it with us." And I'm like, "Well, if we're gonna, I've been out to your competitions. We're gonna do it. Let's actually turn some food in. Let's uh let's save the in for a, a little bit later until we can actually try to turn out some good food." So we uh, went out to a competition just south of Fort Worth here in uh, Burleson, first competition, and we. Uh, put a lot into it we walked away a uh, reserve grand champion with first time out so it was like uh, once once they hand over that trophy it kind of bites you a little bit <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're like okay was that was that ibca that was uh that was actually Lone star Long barbecue star. association yeah. uh, after that we competed in all ibca and we we placed uh top five here and there occasionally nothing consistent it, it's uh, tough i mean it, it it's is such
1: tough. a tough place to play in. i mean it, it, competition barbecue the uh, the difference between 1st and 10th and the 100th is right.
0: just fractions sometimes. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, you'll you'll drive yourself crazy trying to find that flavor profile and, and figure out what you did wrong and, you know, what you could do better. And uh, you get way off base trying to change too many things at one time. Uh, but, you know, we were hooked at that point. We just loved going out there and competing and then meeting new
2: people from the barbecue circuit. So... Were you cooking in a competition style as well as far as the flavor profiles? We
0: were. We were at that time because that's all we really knew. Um, at, at the same time, you know, at, here in DFW, there really wasn't what you would call craft barbecue. Uh, everything was an older style barbecue here in Fort Worth at that time. So we didn't – hadn't even – you know, we've heard of the other places around the hill country, around Austin and things like that, but hadn't really eaten a lot of it. Um, now, where it kind of turned is – Uh, we had some work we were working for an audio visual company and had a lot of work in Austin Uh, so as we spent time down there hey let's go check out some of these joints that people are staying in line for hours at first one for me was uh, John Miller when he was off East 6th and uh, met another buddy that moved down to Austin we stood in line for about two two and a half hours in 110 degree heat you know so I was cussing him I was like this shit better be good (laughs) This shit better be good but there goes there goes John walking around passing out some beers, and uh, I was like, "What's wrong with him? He, he looks uh, looks flustered." <laughs> he was like, "Oh, that's kind of the thing. Yeah, don't don't make eye contact." You know, that was the, the first time I hadn't met him. Um,
2: I think looks flustered is going to be on John's tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> looks flustered.
0: But uh, nevertheless, you know that, that food changed everything for me. I was like, "Wow, wow, this really is different." You know, and of course, compared to the competition circuit where you you take one bite of it it's great you take a second bite and you might get right sick, uh, just because of the richness sugar and, the and fat yeah. exactly so uh anyways we, we went on with the competition barbecue for a while until people started asking us hey can you cook for for whatever it was a birthday party something like that somebody's anniversary party and so that would happen every so often and then next thing you know it just started taking over uh hey, can you cook for this? Can you cook for that? We'll hire you to come out and cook for our school carnival and things like that. Uh, I was like, so uh, first of all, we're going to need a bigger pit if we do that. Um, At the time on the competition circuit, we were cooking on a small offset and a couple of uh, ugly drum smokers, a couple of barrels. Um, So it was something totally different. We said, hey, absolutely. If we're going to do that, we need to invest in a good smoker. So yeah, at that time we said, you know, we're going to need a bigger pit. So we sunk a little bit of money into a to an uh offset and actually went with uh aj's custom cookers here out of saginaw just north of fort worth and so uh kind of gave him some general direction on what i was looking for uh you know at that time more important to me was where i could fit the thing at my house so uh he built me a little uh bastardized 250 gallon smoker kind of chopped it down to my dimensions but it was a great little cooker uh you could probably fit about maybe max 10 briskets on it Uh, You know, we were squeezing 12, 15 into it, not understanding fully what we were doing at the time. Probably a lot of uh, ugly fire, ugly smoke. Uh, But we were, like I said, we were just getting into it. So, you know, our family loved the food and that was probably all that loved it. But uh, it kind of expanded from there. We started doing a lot of research and really started sinking our teeth into the the barbecue industry, kind of just figuring out, you know, what to do, what not to do, and actually just getting out and talking to people. And I'm sure we, we pestered a lot of people along the way, you know. Who who were
2: some of the people that you went to?
0: um, Really, uh, one of the first people we went to was Todd David out at Cadillac. Our full-time jobs at the time, our warehouse, was actually a block behind uh, Todd's location there in Farmer's Branch. And so um, once I found out he was there, we would go eat there. And, uh, you know, after a couple of times through his doors, hey, we barbecue too. And I'm sure he was like, yeah, so does everybody. Sure, move (laughs) on. Um, But I actually approached him about... uh, he was getting ready to actually redo his storefront there and buy out the lot next door and actually build out his, his restaurant. So I said, hey, I do audio, visual, and security if you need any cameras or things like that. Pestered him a couple of times in there. And uh they called me up one day. His wife Misty actually called me up and said, hey, we'd like to talk to you about doing that. And so I was like, sweet, I've got my way in so I can, you know, tug on his ear a little bit and uh ask him barbecue, so I'm sure sure he wasn't too happy about that. But uh Nonetheless, he was one of the main guys I talked to along the way about, about barbecue. Once I did some audio-visual work for them, I think they trusted me enough to say, hey, this guy's, you know, he's a good guy, and I'm not trying to take any secrets or anything. just trying to get a general idea of what we're trying to do, you know, what we're trying to be. Um, so around that time, we, uh, we, that's when we started actually doing our, our pop-up events. Uh, you know, we had seen around, around uh, DFW, some of the breweries around here were looking for food trucks. And so Ernie and I were like, you know, well if we're gonna, you know, keep this going, we're having fun with it, we're doing it every weekend. If we're gonna keep it going, what do you think about investing in a food truck? So that's what we did, sunk a little bit of money in and bought our first food truck with a porch trailer on the back. And uh had AJ build us another smoker for that thing. And so we started booking local breweries around here in Fort Worth. So it was getting more frequent at that time.
1: Well what was it like um, you know, with a food truck? I mean were you having to try to seek out places to pop up at? Is it is it kind of chaotic? How was how that
0: We like? were at the time, uh, number one, because we were new. You know, a lot of people wouldn't call us back. Um, and then find a truck trying to find our groove of what people wanted at at these breweries, you know. It's a little bit different. At the the time, they weren't sitting down and eating plates of barbecue. You know, you couldn't go out there with ribs. They weren't going to order ribs and get all messy while they're out there trying to drink
2: their beer. Uh, Something they can grab in their hand and go.
0: Exactly. So it was more sandwich baskets. At the time, we would do uh, brisket nachos. We even did uh, smoked pizzas. We would throw pizzas on the pit and do uh, brisket pizzas, and they would sell it by the slice or by the whole pizza at the time. So it, it, it was a lot different than what we're doing now. It was more your, you know, your bar type food is what we were doing at the time. But it was chaotic for us trying to seek out. So, yeah, at the time, it was it was a lot different. We were, you know, we, we were uh, a glorified. It was a food truck. You know, we weren't really a bar, craft barbecue truck. We were a food truck at the time. But it uh, that was our focus at the time to basically make some money to put it away for what, what our end goal was, was to get into to more craft barbecue.
2: And it was uh, smart. You were certainly, like you said, you, you didn't try to force your food into an arena that it right. wouldn't have worked in. You, know, you exactly. adapted to your crowd.
0: Exactly. And, you know, that, that's the thing. I, for me, it's really important. We get a lot of phone calls of guys trying to start up food trucks and say, hey, you guys did it. How did you do it? And uh, I, I like to tell them one for one, we didn't just jump right into it. We've been doing this for a long time. It just wasn't on Facebook or Instagram for people to read about. But we were actually catering to our crowd. We would sell turkey legs at school carnivals. So we could sack away money for our end goal, which is, you know, the Moberg sitting right behind you there. That's how we paid for that thing, selling turkey legs and sandwiches. Uh, or finding your local bar and serving barbecue from 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. Well, and Friday that's, Saturday. you
1: know, a, a lot of the, the so-called glamour of the barbecue world and people that want to get into it. The, the number one thing is it's a business and you need to make a profit. Yeah. And that, that should be first and foremost because that's the only way you're going to be sustainable and, and be in there for the long
0: run. Exactly. Exactly.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, it's easy to get caught up in the, you know, the Instagram fame of barbecue stuff right now but but yes at the end of the day you're trying to make a living provide for your mm-hmm. family and and you do that the best way you can if that means like you said selling turkey legs so you can pay for a smoker that's what you do right so you, you guys got you know got your feet wet with the, with the food truck
0: mm-hmm.
2: how did it how did barbecue you know and transitioning into a barbecue operation full-time become a thing
0: uh, so, so at the time when we were doing the, the pop-ups at the breweries we started getting requests from uh, from from warehouses and corporate people, hospitals, things like that. Hey, we'd like to bring you out here every other Friday on payday uh, to set up and sell barbecue. So uh, Ernie and I were still working full time for the audio visual company uh, and he worked underneath me. So I was able to to tweak his schedule and and put him on a four day, 10 hour work week so he could take Fridays off. Hey, guess what, Ernie? You're gonna be selling barbecue on Fridays. (laughs) Uh, So it started off that way. Every, Every Friday he was out doing that and I would actually started taking off every other Friday. Um, the word got around and we started getting booked at other places so I was having to take off Thursdays as well Uh, so Ernie and I talked about it and said hey if this is the direction this is going to go uh, what do you think about going full time I'll stay on at the full time job and kind of bankroll it Uh, he was excited about that because as you can see he's behind you guys right now man of the pits he's a a beast Uh, the guy never stops working but he was like, man, let's do it. Let's go for it. So he actually put in his notice at the job and uh, started heading up our operations as far as away, from you know, with the barbecue thing and started uh, going out to these businesses and talking to the people and actually booking it at more places. Um, as it turned into Thursdays and Fridays, I was like, look, I'm only working three days a week at the full-time job now. Sooner or later, they're going to get tired of <laughs> it. So uh, um, at that point... We're talking about, I guess, the, the end of 2017, possibly. End of 2017, uh, we saw an ad for the trailer here at Republic Street Bar come up for, come up for lease. Uh, this is a spot where Hein Barbecue started at it. So uh, we had checked into the trailer before, but other, other vendors came in here and rented it out. And a barbecue guy was just here at this location three months before, but I, he didn't stay very long. I guess it didn't work out for him. So when we saw the trailer come up for lease, I talked to Ernie about it and said, hey, you want to give it a shot? You think you can handle it if I uh, help you out on Thursdays and Fridays? And then we both do it on the weekend, you know, or if I can get you help on Thursdays and Fridays. So we talked about it and said, hey, let's go for it. Uh, One of our big issues was like, look, you know, we're going into the spot where Heim barbecue was. (laughs) We may get uh, some criticism for doing that because at that time, you know, we had started doing a craft style barbecue and our menus were similar. You know, because you can only do so many different things. Um, So we actually rented out the land here at Public Street Bar in January of 2018, which was a horrible time to start a food truck uh, in January. Uh, At the time, my plan was to go ahead and put in my notice at the job, but stay on as a a contractor, Talked to my boss, and he was good with that. So I actually did that. I actually quit my full-time job after 15 years and stayed on working Monday through Wednesday as an audio visual contractor. Uh, just to kind of make ends meet as we got this thing off the ground. So
1: from a from a, you know, a, a commitment standpoint, obviously that's a huge leap, uh, you know, as you get into the business um, you, you, did you guys have um, pretty solid plans on what the future would look like and, and a roadmap? You know, I know, I know. Right now, obviously, you're building a brick and mortar. Was right. Was all of that kind of in, in whether it was hopeful or whether it was right. You know, planned out. You guys had that. You
0: know, that the brick and mortar was never in the plan. Actually, uh, we said we're going to give ourselves. We, we gave ourselves a three-year time limit on the food truck. At the time, we still owned our old food truck. So we know we wanted to go that route. We know barbecue is what we wanted to do. We were really serious about it making it work somehow. Um, but we signed a year lease on the trailer here at Republic Street Bar, and we said, hey, if nothing works out in a year, we'll go find somewhere else to go, but we're going to give it three years before we decide to do anything else. Um, really with no expectation of, of income, no expectation of success, what we're going to do here, we just wanted to own our skills, our barbecue skills, really. And we said, hey, if we can stay afloat and make it work, um, we didn't expect any kind of overnight success, any long lines, any sellouts, you know, in one hour or anything like that. We had no expectation of that. We just tried to come in open-minded and, uh, and do our thing and do the best that we could do. Uh, our families were on board. Our, our wives bought into it, you know, said, hey, I told my wife, hey, I said, hey, I might not see you in about three years, so uh, are you you cool with that? Are you good with that? I'm going to be living at a barbecue truck for the next few years. So the family's really bought into it, and to get into something like this, you really have to have that. If you don't have that, things are going to fall apart on you really, really quick.
1: Yeah, I mean, the the hours and, and, you know, again... It, a lot of people may think, you know, well, the barbecue joints only open from eleven to two, or eleven right. to three, or eleven to four, and so therefore it's a part-time job. Exactly. And it's it's not just the overnight cooks; it's all the prepping. I mean, you guys make your own pickles. All the little details take exactly. so much time, um, and that and those are those days that you would think you would have time off. Right. You
0: no. Know? Yeah. That's uh. You know, our our days that were closed at the trailer are Monday through Wednesday. But we're working Monday through Wednesday. I mean, Wednesday, we're here cooking all day. Monday and Tuesday, if we're not running an errand for the truck, we're taking care of something else. We're at a test kitchen checking out a new product. Uh, or we're eating somebody else's barbecue, if we can find one that's open on Monday or Tuesday. Uh, and they think we're crazy when we show up at their place. Why are you <laughs> eating barbecue? But well, we're fans. We're fans of the game, you know? So.
1: You know, it's a great it's a great community of people that that eat around. I know there's um some events that are coming up as well with some get togethers and obviously all the festivals. There's a lot of time when people enjoy mingling and being able to talk business also, but being also being able to explore how their brick and mortars are set up, how right. their trailers are set up. and it's not it's not a competitive game. It's just understanding, you know, oh, yeah, these guys are doing this, you know, so you know we should learn better. All Our right. pits are set up differently. Um, you know, I, what we love obviously is not just the pit design, but lately it's really been kind of the smokehouses and how the smokehouses are set up, and e- even within city, you know, you've got city regulations, and so you'll see that variation from right. from city to cities. So it's great to see.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we get a lot of phone calls. Hey, I'm in wherever, and we're we're going to start a food truck. What do I need to do? And I'm like, well, time out. First of all, you're in a different county, you're in a different city, so. You know, don't, don't hate me if I tell you this and it's completely different. So I said, first thing, go talk to your health department. Go talk to your local code compliance health department. Uh, the resources they offer online, they'll send you the exact checklist of what you have to have. And use that as your Bible. And, and, and also, if you go down to get your inspection and they try to nail you for something that's not on that list, tell them, where is it on this list that said that I needed to do that? So
2: I'm, I'm so glad you said that because we, we get people emailing, DMing us all the time with the exact same sort of questions mm-hmm. of, of, yeah, I'm thinking of starting pop-ups or starting this. Right. And that's the first thing we always tell them is like, find out what your County or your city requires. Right. Because we don't know what your city yeah, requires. What'll
1: what really. pass in Austin won't pass in Houston Yeah, and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. Yeah. And both. Right. You know, you can be, you could buy a trailer from a successful business in one city, drag it to another city. And all of a
0: sudden there's 10 things wrong with it. Yeah, exactly. Absolutely. So it's going to vary widely, but you know, the, uh, the, The main thing is, number one, you have to have the time to do it. Number two, you have to have the money to do it because it adds up really quick. So uh, I see a lot of guys wanting to get into it, get into the food truck or or, or barbecue or pop-up industry that think, hey, I can go buy a few briskets and bankroll this thing, and it's... It's not the case. Um, it's an expensive hobby or whatever you want to call it. It's, it can be expensive for sure. So.
1: Oh, and, and with the weather starting in January, um, you know, the other thing that, that is always good is, is understanding how much to cook and when to cook it and um, trying to deal with that. Was that a, a big growth for you guys as you got into doing it more
0: on a consistent basis? It was. It was for sure. Like I said, we, we had no expectation when we when we leased out our spot here at Republic Street Bar. We had no expectations, so we didn't know what to do. Um, you know, we didn't really know what to forecast, what the holidays were gonna to do to us, what the weather was gonna to do to us, what, you know, certain events around. The area that we're in, we actually have, I believe, five or six breweries within a two mile radius of us. Uh, and when they put on special events, you get a lot of foot traffic through here. And we had no idea what to expect. So uh, it, it was definitely a learning curve. We got thrown in the fire. Uh, but I think we adapted pretty well for what we were given. But
1: any any advice you could give somebody that um, is trying to get into the business about planning for barbecue, you know, the volume?
0: Uh, get out and talk to people in the area. Get out and talk to the people that are doing it, uh, but be mindful of their time because they are busy. <laughs> they are very busy. Uh, but, uh, you know, pick out pick out a business in the neighborhood, and it doesn't have to be barbecue. It can be a different type of restaurant. It can be anybody else doing a food truck. Uh, a lot of them are really anxious to share their story, and and those are the people you're going to learn the best from because you can learn from their mistakes. That's what that's what we all do. I mean, we still make mistakes every day. And we're going to continue to make mistakes, but we don't mind sharing that with people to try to save them that little bit of heartache.
2: So, so tell us about because we're we're ignorant to it. Panther City, mm-hmm. where does that name originate from for Fort Worth?
0: So Panther City goes back to the 1800s. Uh, Fort Worth is more generally known as Cowtown. That's the popular nickname but panther city was actually a slight at fort worth from a lawyer out of dallas uh before the railroads came through town there's a town less like than dallas (laughs) (laughs) he was actually in the uh the courthouse in fort worth and uh didn't see anybody walking around it was just a ghost town and he said wow this town is so dead i actually saw a panther asleep on the courthouse steps and there's nobody around to wake it up so it was just a slight at, at fort worth and and how dead it was. Well, once the railroads were built through town, it, it was an economic boom and the, the city went through a resurgence and was you know just showed its resilience. So that's where the name Panther City came from. They actually held on to that moniker as, hey, we'll show you. you know we can do this too. So when we were looking at barbecue names, uh, names for our business, we wanted something. We wanted it to mean something, and there's a lot of Panther City businesses throughout town, tattoo parlors, there's salons, there's things like that, oil businesses, but it means something to us because we were small, starting out, knowing the type of workload we were about to walk into, you know, we wanted something that, that meant something to us, so that Panther City moniker means something to us, that, hey, the Panther's not asleep anymore, we're, we're resilient, we're wide awake, and we're coming
2: at you, that's what it means to us, so pretty cool story i never knew that about Yeah, we'd, we'd seen it and yet like you said we've mm-hmm. seen that there are other businesses around that have the name i just never knew the origins of it so right you
0: can actually go downtown and uh, right by the courthouse there's a statue of a sleeping panther there's <laughs> nice. a couple of them downtown and it's actually <laughs> the panthers on the police force here it's on their badge if you look real close there's a panther on the badge mm-hmm. so
1: yeah i mean it, it, born and raised in texas and okay. all i had ever heard was Cowtown. that was uh, that was the only one i ever knew yeah yeah i didn't even
0: I didn't even hear it. Because
1: we're like, these guys aren't from Carolina. I didn't,
0: you know. Yeah, I uh, I was originally from West Texas and then grew up in Austin in the
2: uh, late 70s, early 80s. So you opened up early 2018. Mm -hmm. um, And I I know you were originally worried about what the public reception was going to be because of Heim previously being here doing craft. How, How did the early customers feel about your food
0: so uh we we got a lot of positive feedback from the early customers now we we didn't start off with a bang it was pretty slow in january we're dealing with the weather Um, but going into february it was patchy we we actually had to go out and pound the pavement and go to we're in the hospital district here in fort worth so we actually hit the doctor's offices and hospitals around us and offered free delivery for box lunches over you know 10 or 15 x amount And uh, that got us a lot of uh, business to keep going the first couple of months because we would start to get phone calls. Hey, we got your menu over here. Can you deliver 20 box lunches or things like that? So we would start doing that. And uh, we got a lot of repeat business from that at the start. Um, That kind of pushed us into March, 2018. And they had the uh, National Barbecue Association convention here in town. And so we were uh, friends with a lot of those guys through the circuit, through the competition circuit, and just through uh, social media. And so Robert Sierra and a couple of buddies came and ate here and uh, posted it all over Instagram and Facebook. And I think that really helped give us our first initial push to let people know, hey, there's somebody out there you might want to go out and try. Uh, So I think soon after that, I would think within three weeks, Daniel Vaughn showed up on a Saturday out here and uh, got a pretty decent review. we were surprised because we were actually hungover the morning that that he decided to show up. I think that's the way it works is when you're not expecting him and not ready, he shows up. So um, pretty decent review, and within a week's time, you could see the the increase in business after that, after uh, the social media followers I actually took to that article and, and review and started coming out here. So it, it kind of just took off. You know, some people say it's never overnight and all the hard work we put in behind it, but...
2: Once that happened, the, the business really started taking off overnight. I'm sure sellouts started becoming a regular thing for you guys. They,
0: they were, yeah. They, they started becoming a regular thing uh, for a couple of months, and then it kind of tailed off with the weather. And then um, we started getting invites to the, to the local uh, Fort Worth Food and Wine Festival and things like that and some other barbecue shows. We did smoked... Uh, Smoked is a local festival they do here in Dallas. Well, they did it in Fort Worth for the first time this past year. So we got invited to that and uh, really pushed our name out there and started to put out better barbecue, you know, just learning every day. So people started going out there and trying it. And and that's when it really
2: started to get into gear. So now we have a new list. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure that's presented some challenges for you.
0: Yeah, for sure. Uh, Yeah. So the, the top 25 new barbecue joints that came out in May uh, we had got the phone call, I guess, a week prior to that, that a photographer would be coming out and, you know, keep it, keep it hushed until the article comes out. So we had an idea what it was for because, of course, we we follow the barbecue world, so we knew what, what issue was about to come out. So we were crossing our fingers, but really when that, that hit, uh, that first weekend after it hit, I think the first Saturday, We had a line to the street and around the corner uh, when we opened the window. And so I think we sold out in an hour and a half. Um, But that's pretty much become the norm. Maybe two hours tops at this time. You know, days like yesterday, we had a lot of rain, so it started off slow, but then it just, I think half an hour in, they wiped out nearly everything we had. Uh, So it's cool. We'd like to, uh, you know, we've got plans right now. Right now we're working off one 500 gallon Moberg. Uh, we sold our old smoker to uh, put down money on some new Mobergs, but right now that's our focus is uh, we're having a brick-and-mortar built right here on the property that we're at. Uh, it's a semi-brick-and-mortar. It's, it's more of a brick-and-mortar kitchen. We're going to have outdoor covered patio seating as well as uncovered patio seating, and you can still eat inside a Republic Street Bar for full, full indoor seating and air conditioning. So. And,
1: and beyond just the, the smokers and being in a bar and, and mm-hmm. a lot of nighttime activity, you're looking at, at doing some other cooks and other types of, of right. cooking devices.
0: Right. So, yeah, we're, we're looking at doing a, a direct heat cooker. Uh, we just got a Santa Maria grill. So, not only are we going to incorporate some of that food into our regular barbecue operation, but our plans are to keep the, the truck that we have right now on the same site and actually do a taco truck at night out of that and incorporate some of our smoked foods into that.
2: So, yeah, it, it's a I, I think it's a great plan, and it's a really good way to blend the the Tex-Mex and barbecue. It's already being blended together so mm-hmm. much now, and it works so well. You know, it's a good way to get your food to to more people without having to do two more brisket shifts and another rib right. shift and all that other stuff that goes into cooking a full barbecue menu.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You know, those are the foods we grew up with. Like I said, back to back to where it began, grilling in the backyard. Those are the foods we love. That's the stuff I do on the weekends when I'm not cooking here. I go home and grill something up really quick, whether it's fajitas or tablitas, carnitas, whatever it is. That's you know, we love to incorporate that here into the business. So,
2: and anyone that's you know, if you've tried to come to Panther City over the last couple of weeks since the list came out. Be patient. More more smokers and more capacities on the way, and that you know that that will be in the future plans. But until then, get here early and make sure that you get some food. Because we and speaking of food, let's talk about this menu.
1: Yeah, let's talk about this menu um, because there is a, there is a bit of fusion in there as okay. well. Um, we'll we'll talk about the elephant in the room, so uh, or the albatross or whatever you want to call it. Uh, you know, coming in after Heim, Heim really popularized um, what they call their bacon burn ins uh, which is a fully cured pork belly that then they they cook and season and recook Um, you guys are doing kind of a spin on that 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 takes it in your own direction
0: right right so we started off just doing a a straight pork belly in. we don't cure it or anything Uh, it's more of a candied version of that and when we first tried that of course the first knock was hey hey nice try copying huh well we've been doing these for a while Uh, (laughs) but i get it you know i get it absolutely it's warranted uh, but you know, our first thought is, what can we do to take it a step further and change it up a little bit? Uh, we went through a few things in our head. Like, no, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. Uh, so we were like, why don't we just try them on a popper? Why don't we just try them and see what it tastes like? Um, so we did that because here in Texas, of course, uh, Hutchins made the, the Texas Twinkie popular with the brisket stuffed in there. And we always used to make poppers going back to... 20 years ago, 25 years ago. with, But we would put sausage or something like that in it. Uh, so we actually tried it with the pork belly burn in and it, it was really a hit. Uh, people really took to it because you've got that, that crunchy bacon on the outside and then you've got that soft uh, fat rendered pork belly wrapped on the inside. And it's really been one of our more popular items. We sell out of them. That's the first thing we sell out of every day. So we,
1: you know, we you uh, one of our favorite interviews with um, uh, the Fox Brothers they have, they have full-time staff who's dedicated. Their only function is to creating jalapeno poppers. Oh, wow. They're two guys <laughs> that have
2: 40-hour week jobs creating jalapeno oh, wow. poppers. Yeah, That's so, I need to So look just be, that. Yeah, be,
0: <laughs> be prepared. Yeah, yeah because we've, uh, like I said, we've done food festivals and, and had to do 2,000 of them. And, you know, it's... Uh, yeah, my hands are crippled after that. It's just, yeah, it's, it's a curse in itself having to wrap that many, but, you know. We'll but
1: you kind of have to do that these days, you know, with, with so much similar barbecue out there. Right. Um, you know, you need to have something that's kind of uniquely yours, that's, that, and that's definitely one item. Um, the other one that I don't remember seeing anywhere else was um, the loaded elotes or mm-hmm. brisket elotes. So right. So tell us a little bit about that.
0: Right. So the brisket elotes started off as an accident. Uh, we, we've always done a, a cream corn dish here at the truck. Uh, one day we had a customer walk up and uh, ask, "Hey, you guys have lodi's?" And I was like, "Lodi's? What is a lodi?" And I'm like, I, "I didn't get it." He said, "Lodi's, you know lodi?" And I'm like, "I don't know what lodi is." And he said, "You know the corn?" I'm like, "Oh, elotes." Yeah, I, I said, "Well, we we serve a cream corn dish." I said, "But I can dress it up like an elote." I said, "That's not really what it was, but we can certainly do that." So. We had some ingredients in the truck, added some queso fresco, cilantro, and a little bit of chili powder and stuff, and he loved it. Like, why, why do we stop there? Why don't we try adding some of the smoked meats to it and see what that does? So that's how it came about as an accident. So now we actually, uh, and it's a cream corn base. It's not a true uh mayonnaise based or anything like that. So it's just a spin off of it. But we took some brisket, chopped it up, put it on top, dressed it up, and garnished it with a lime and jalapeno and some, some hot sauce. and. People love it.
2: And it's I mean, great. It's like a, it's a meal in a cup. It is. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can literally just eat that and be full if, you know, if you're looking for a, a lighter version of a barbecue lunch.
1: Right. Better It'll, than pizza in a cup. <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs>
2: and we warn people because some people will walk up and order
0: that plus, you know, a pound of yeah, ribs or whatever, a sandwich. A so that was yesterday for us. Yeah, I was right, like, right, yeah, too. that's not <laughs> a side dish. That's an entire meal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So now we're starting to get a lot of catering, of course, where they want pans of it for weddings and things like yeah. that. So what kind of... Uh, pan it up separate and send them instructions on how to build it once they get to their destination with
1: it and back to your point about you know making sure you're you're working towards your market Mm -hmm. you know at the bar that's a great bar item as well because it's it's all in one dish right it's not as messy as eating ribs right Um, so you can have it at the bar and and it's fairly quick to put together too Mm -hmm. so uh, no, it's a really great idea, and and in, in, in this, you know, we have to admit too, this is an Instagram world. Yeah. And so it, it's it, a nice photo. I mean, it really it is. is. And I'm, and I hate to say that that's a thing, but it it honestly is a thing.
2: Um, and is. that gets your
1: name out there but, as well. But it's but, not
2: an Instagram dish. I mean, it was really yes. dang good. You know, yeah, there's yeah. a lot it's, of Instagram it's, it's dishes it's that if you, to, yeah. them, you probably wouldn't even want to. Right. Take a second bite. This is something I would eat every time I yeah, come here. Yeah.
1: It was really good. I mean, it, and like I said, it's enough to to get that as your only item, but of course, there's more to the menu than that.
2: Right, and right. you guys still do. Obviously, the Texas barbecue staples—you do, you know, a really well-cooked brisket, ribs, right. sausages. Um, is there any? You talked about the tacos and, mm-hmm. and some direct heat. Um, do you anticipate any other proteins coming on the menu? Uh,
0: we will. Not sure exactly what yet, but we definitely will expand the menu. Uh, we're going to be working on sides as well too. We, we're going to incorporate uh, some collard greens, some uh, jalapeno cheese grits probably, and then some spin-offs too not sure how much we w- want to go into southern foods uh, there's a lot of great soul food places around here that i wouldn't touch wouldn't be able to touch uh, <laughs> so scared to go too far into it but uh, so always opportunity at for point,
1: collaboration
0: at some yeah time, absolutely yeah. absolutely we've done some great collaborations here in the neighborhood there's a lot of uh we're doing one right down the street on magnolia with Brewed coffee house they do a uh sriracha pork belly stout burger and uh it's, it's taken off really well so we provide them we smoke the pork belly candy it. They actually shave it up, put it on their burger with, uh, they use Lakewood Brewing for the cheese, um, and then top it off with a pork belly burnahead.
2: Man. So. <laughs> that sounds good. Yeah. I, even after eating 10 pounds of meat yesterday, that yeah, sounds yeah.
0: good. Yeah, it's a great burger, and, and they're right down the street.
2: Well, we can't thank you enough for taking this much of your time. Um, Panther City Barbecue has taken off. What some people may think quick, but obviously, if you've listened to this episode, it's been a long journey that started in the backyard and, and has eventually grown into something much bigger. And the future looks bright for you guys. Congratulations on all the Thank success. You. Thank you. It's well-deserved from everything that we've eaten, everything we've heard. I mean, we've been hearing about you guys for quite a while, and it's just been one of those, we need to get up there. We need. To, finally, we're doing it glad we did. Yeah,
1: well, did. the list just kept growing, too. And I mean, yes. it's, it's, it's amount You guys were kind of, I, I call it kind of the second wave of barbecue here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, Heim was obviously in that first wave in Dallas with, with Pecan Lodge and Lockhart Smokehouse. And now there's a second wave of barbecue that just, it, it's forcing people like us. And it's a great thing. But it's forcing people like us to come out and ex- explore it
0: again. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's there's They're coming strong. Uh, you've got Danes, Danes out there. You've got Zavala's. You've got Flores that just moved to town. Yeah goldies is getting ready
2: uh, it's 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 an exciting time for for anyone in the fort worth and dallas areas
1: and so let's talk about uh for people that want to come out your hours and your location
0: uh so right now we're at a uh, 201 east hattie street we're one block west of i-35 in the hospital district in fort worth uh we're open thursday through saturday 11 until 4 or until we sell out and on sundays noon until 4 or until we sell out right now we've been averaging sellouts about 1.32 32 o'clock uh expecting two more, more smokers within the next month or so so we hope to push further in uh to the evening once our building is ready we're, which we're expecting possibly mid-june or july we're going to push our uh hours from wednesday through sunday 11 a.m to 7 p.m
2: nice so, hey. so yes dinner barbecue is going to be an option for panther city in the hopefully in the near future so that's a uh, that's another a great thing for anybody in the dallas fort worth area so coming out to panther city